Consequence Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A lot of people live in denial because they think that to be realistic is to be depressing. I'm Dr. Mike, host of Going There. It was the first song where I wrote about how I felt like my depression was killing me and I didn't want it. Going There breaks the stigma of mental health issues by having real honest conversations with your favorite musicians, including Alessia Cara, Lizzie Hale, Jewel, Jason Isbell, Gerard Way, Lauren Gray, Shamir, and Barty Strange. There was something there that was so raw where I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would say that. Let's go there on Going There with Dr. Mike, brought to you by Sound Mind Live and the Consequence Podcast Network every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. As the Bobaroo News pours in, the What Podcast is back. It's housekeeping day. A long checklist of chores. For Barry, Lord Taco, and Brad Steiner, we've got dates, we've got we've pricing. We've got rumors. It's a full boat today on the What Podcast. With bands this year that matter, it starts right now. Welcome back in, guys. It's been way too long. Hi, kids. I miss those faces. Oh, boy. You're such a charmer. Yeah, it's my Yeah, kid. it is. That and hair. That and hair. What are you guys up to? What's happening? Taco's back in the bus, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Back, All yeah. right. Why well, was it on its side the other day? Was it was that your bus on the side? So Taco oh, just no, Okay, so mine. Taco sent a snap, uh, Barry, the other day of a bus literally sitting on its side. In a in a garage, wow. is that how you normally fix the bus, <laughs> Russ? Like, <laughs> I've never. Make it easier to get know, to the bottom. Like, doesn't it? Makes it easier I to think, get to the bottom when you're working. Well, on that's the, how you yeah. treat. That's how you, you treat all the, the ladies. <laughs> I know. I I, I I thought it was so ingenious. It's like, did you just like reinvent the world of mechanics? Like, did you just change the whole game of just turning the car on the side? <laughs> you know what you just reminded me of. So. When sometimes when I'm asleep and I can't sleep, I roll. I get my phone. I go to YouTube, and I landed on one of Russ's game channels, uh-huh. and it's like a 15 second loop. And all I heard was him laughing <laughs> over and over and over. And I was like, "What a bad dream I'm having. This is awful." <laughs> yeah, like a great dream to me. I don't know what was happening. I was like, "That damn I wonder, taco." I wonder my- how many times <laughs> your wife has woken up thinking that she's sleeping next to Russ. Uh, probably, probably a lot. 
<laughs> I wonder how many times she actually has slept next to Russ. Hey. Probably none. <laughs> hey. uh, guys, got so much to uh, get into. Um, I don't know where you want to start, but I, I think the big news of the last couple of weeks since we've seen each other, uh, we've got dates, we've got pricing, uh, we've got rumors abounding. Um, is it abounding? Whatever. But we got a lot of uh, stuff to get to. Where do you want to start? Where? Yeah, let's just go. Uh, I don't know. We do have dates. Um, thank everybody for listening and sticking with us. We, we've given you a whole bunch of high five clips. We know that's not what, you know, that's not a full episode, but we like them. And uh, I got to say, I'm every time I go back and find one, it's kind of yeah. cool. And well, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hit on that again because we're going to talk some Grammys. Yeah, I that, mean, that's it's amazing what all we've been able to do and who we've been able to talk to. So I think it's yeah, why cool. they keep saying yes is uh, is confusing to me. <laughs> but here's the thing. They're never coming back. Uh, they don't <laughs> we don't get many return visitors. Yeah. Enough. yeah. Uh, all right. Let's start with the dates. Uh, no surprise here. We're talking um, uh, mid-June. Right. Uh, is that Father's Day? Is Father's Day, Father's Day weekend still right? Yeah, beautiful. 13, 16, I love this right? idea of whenever people are freaking out. I don't know if I've got less, I don't know, 100 messages of people like, do you know dates yet? Do you know dates? We always know the dates. I think that there's this fear that <clears throat> it wasn't happening. There's always this mm. fear of like, ah, oh, do you think that they might cancel? Do you think that they might? Because, you know, the, the graveyard is getting populated week after week with festivals just falling apart. I was told by... Sometimes you need a little reassurance. Maybe. Just that, yes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I just, I, I got told by somebody <clears throat> deep in the, um, I won't say from where, but a festival booking agency, booking agency in general, and said, this is the hardest festival season we've ever had to book. We've never had the difficulties that we've had this year. And you're seeing, you know, festival after festival just close up shop. And, and if they'll ever come back, I don't know, but, um, maybe it's that festival insecurity and, and not thinking that it's going to come back and we might lose it for a year or two, but rest assured. Did, did they yeah. offer wise? Did they Speaking offer? Speaking of cancellations. Go, go, uh, go ahead, ben. Yeah. We lost, we lost our local one, but did they offer why Brad? I mean, yeah. I mean, costs, uh, artist costs are through the roof. Um, and they just keep going up. Production costs are through the roof. <clears throat> and then the ROI on a lot of these, you know, if, if you, the margins are so, so small that if you miss that, you're, you know, you're going to get crushed. Uh, now, I yeah. don't think that, you know, the people of Bonnaroo and, and Lollapalooza and Coachella have anything to worry about, you know, but a, a festival like Hangout could struggle. You know, if you don't sell out or get really close, you, you're in, you're in, yeah. you're, a, you're, you're underwater, man. Not, no pun intended. It's interesting that they would, it was, yeah, well, there you go. It was interesting that they would say this is the toughest because, I mean, how many festivals did we lose in the 90s and early 2000s? Uh, well, this, I mean, this person's only been doing it for, stuff this like only person's only been only doing it for a decade, 15 yeah, years okay. or so, so. Fair enough, but still, and and I don't mean to poo-poo whatever that person said, um, but yeah, you, you have a bad weather weekend or you have two in a row, you know. An outdoor festival is is tough. Yeah, I mean, look, we we were talking about this even before the pandemic. Uh, is the festival thing starting to 
to dry up in general. Mm. Um, you know, you see all of these, uh, especially the bigger bands going on tours is because they can make more money that way. Uh, and they can very clearly set out their schedule. Um, you know, I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, maybe even on the show that green day like, I had heard no- nothing about green day because green day had a massive tour coming up and, Boom, they announce it, and, and they're doing nothing but stadiums. They can make twice as much money doing a stadium run than they could going, you know, bouncing from festival to festival. And these things are not easy to put on. You can't just, like, throw in an extra date here and there uh, on the front or back of a tour. It's, it, you know, you've got rehearsals. You've got, uh, you've got yeah. thousands of production people. You've got sets to design. You've got lights to, to design, and you can't just, like, add a couple of dates before that just because you want to do a festival. A lot of these guys don't really care. They just, you know, they're trying to get paid, yeah. man. Those are the big ones. And that, you know, the Taylor Swift, she's making, you know, unbelievable. What about the, the mid to smalls though? I mean, that's where the festival has always been a big plus is to the, uh, I don't want to say the little guys, but I mean, not everybody's in green day or Taylor Swift universe. Um, and, and as we've said many, many times, you've got arenas and then you've got small clubs, mm-hmm. right? There's not a lot of eight to 12,000 rooms. Well, if you're selling eight there, to 12,000 so. rooms, Barry, you're, you're a sub headliner at Bonnaroo, big. man. Okay. So three to three to eight. I mean, I think you're thinking uh, about a band that's, I think you're thinking about a 1500 capacity band, yeah. like a young, the giant, you know, yeah, sure. You can fill a lineup of, of full of young, the giants or, you know, milky chances, but you know, are they really moving a lot of tickets on a, on a large scale? Uh, especially when it comes to a camping festival that takes so much you right. know, energy and um, manpower to, to even get there. You right. know? So the other thing too, <clears throat> the other artists that I keep hearing about, and I got a hundred messages about green day. I never thought green day was happening. Um, informed, speculation i guess but the other thing that i keep hearing and and taco you can probably reiterate this uh but i keep getting asked about blink 182 because blink is going on this mass by the way i'm sorry i'm I'm so sick i've been sick for days uh so i I sound like garbage but i just put it this way blink is doing a a massive stadium tour right they're doing baseball stadiums and it starts the weekend after bonnaroo uh and they've got about a month and a half off from their international tour to to America. I'm not saying I'm I've been told this, but as a guy that's been doing this for a while, I guess I have an informed opinion about th- I don't see any chance Blink-182 is a Bonnaroo. I don't see any way that that would happen. Now, shock me, but um I would be stunned if Blink-182 added a random Bonnaroo date a week before their big stadium tour in America starts, considering rehearsal time, production, uh, moving that many people around and and, uh, the tight timeline that they have. And, And again, you're talking about thousands of people on this, hundreds of people on this crew. Oh, guys, we're just going to start a week and a half early. That's fine. I don't know. I don't I don't see it. I will say, though, if we're going to, you know, jump into rumor season, um, I do. If I had to guess now, this is not informed 
speculation, but I think that you're going to see something as far as headliners go something like in the level of Dave Matthews, Black Keys, Miley Cyrus, Fred again, Boy Genius. That's where I would probably be thinking and not <clears throat> these already touring massive baseball stadium sort of bands. Um, I'd be okay with that. Everything you said, I'd, I'd be. Yeah, I, I think that our our yeah. our perspective is a little off here, uh, but you know, who knows? Uh, I I just have a I just deep in my gut. I don't, and I think this Blink One Eighty Two stuff is is not is not accurate. I have a feeling in the next several months, we on this show, and I hope it's true because we've been talking with you know some folks in the as you have. Um, it's a shift and we knew it was going to be, I, I mean, as we've said before, Bonnaroo made a big shift with a lot of their camping stuff and we're going to have them back on with the guys from C3 to talk about that, how it went and what they're going to do next. But uh, yeah, I I'm hearing and nothing like probably what you're hearing, but this is going to be another shift year. Um, as you said, with festivals dropping off, figuring out the finances aren't what they, wanted you know we came out of i mean weathered the pandemic uh such as it was and then you had so many different festivals all over the country that were more localized boutiques if you want to call them and even those are tough i mean the margins as you said are are minuscule and you know we've talked about i don't know if, if you and i did russ but just coming out of moon river a beer was 16 bucks you know mm-hmm. How sustainable is that? You know, a 16-ounce beer is $16. Not a lot of people that can afford too many of those, you know. So the, the realities no. of the of budgeting money, you know, the tickets. Especially were, a non-camping festival where you can't bring your own in, right. you know, at least at your camp. Yeah, and at some point you start asking yourself, you know, can I afford this? So. Well, I mean, it's a it's a it's a good point because they you know went to the all in pricing this past week, and I don't know what the reaction has been on you guys' side, but uh, you know, ticket prices have gone up. Um, they have eliminated all the fees that uh, exist, at least the hidden fees. So now you see everything that. Uh, uh, oh, there's oh, there's fees, fees but you're but <laughs> you're up front. Yeah, you see them, and then they sort of stuck it to the upper uh, echelon uh, Bonnaroo goers, you know, who probably could afford it. I think that the biggest uh, change was the camping prices, right? So there weren't like on lower end camping tickets, those weren't necessarily that affected. But when you go to like the next level up, did I see where moon colony prices went from like $500 to $1,500 in a snap of a finger. No, that's area oh, okay. 931. And if you got an area 931 last year, you got the deal of a lifetime. Cause yeah, it looks like it tripled in price. Yeah. That it, right? Yeah. Like that's insane. Yeah. Um, having a thousand dollar markup on a, on a camping price. And then when mm-hmm. you just keep going on the upper echelons, I can't look it's rarefied air. I'm not look really looking at the prices year to year on VIP. And, uh, but I can't imagine the price difference between what just three years ago, pre pandemic to what it is now. Uh, oh, 
boy, oh boy. And didn't we just do this? Didn't we just do dynamic pricing last year? Didn't we just go through this? Hey, we're going to tier all of the the camping prices to see how this worked. And now we're changing it all over again. Yeah. Well, well, they went through an uncoupling of, you know, the uh, ticket level bases based on. Yeah. So we saw this coming. If you wanted to camp VIP. Yeah. The a la carte. um, The a la carte carte. sort of vision. Yeah. And. Um, the other interesting thing is that they tiered the camping passes as like they do regular ticket sales. That that's kind of odd. Where if you don't buy your ticket pass, your ticket camping pass by a certain date, the price goes up. Right, and before it was just a flat fee, no matter when you bought. Before it was just an add-on. Yeah, fifty bucks, I think. But but to be honest, though, who would buy their ticket and then wait three months and be like, okay, I guess I get the camping now? <laughs> <laughs> it seems a little strange. Yeah. I mean, these guys know what they're doing, so they, they've seen something you'd like to think. Well, that's the other thing, too, I was thinking about uh, when you get to this upper echelon uh, level of VIP and, and experiences stuff. Boy, the amount of math that you'd have to do to see if this was really worth it. Um, it's got to go through a ton of different, you know, filters. I, I don't know where they, how they land on the number that they land on and what they're trying to get out of it. What is their break neck? Like what is their break even number? Um, I know because, you know, ah, I can't really say, damn it. Ah, drats. Uh, let's just put it this way. Certain festivals have, you know, if they sold 75 VIP tickets, sure. then they're, sure. then they're in the clear and everything else is, sure. is gravy. Um, I can't imagine what their number is. Right. There definitely is that. But the other thing is, you know, and, and maybe you and I are not the right people to be looking at it. Not everybody is counting out their dollars. Not everybody is looking at, well, you know, I only have this in my budget. A lot of those upper echelon VIP people, it's not about the money. You know, a lot of it comes from corporate. Uh, right. A lot of it comes from you just have the money, which not my universe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, they, I don't. I'm sure there are people who are struggling. Um, you know, I really want to do that next level. If I work another overtime for two weeks or whatever, I don't think there's a lot of those. I think we're talking about people who have the money and and can afford to do it. And I think that's where the festival has realized there is a market. Yeah. I think that I would be one of these fringe GA plusers, right? Because, you know, there's like, I don't know why I always try to buy the most expensive thing that I can afford. That is completely unnecessary for my life. Um, You know, like I, I, somebody's going to have to tell me if the GA plus was, was something that even, you know, moved the needle for them or the next you know, space up after that was after GA plus uh, are these things that are now very expensive for a budget minded Bonnaroovian. I, I do wonder if, if they're worth it at that point. Yeah. And again, we'll talk to the guys um, from C3, I hope very, very soon. Um, but I think there is value. Um, you know, I just want to hear somebody's actually done it. I want to hear like from yeah, somebody exactly. who's actually used some of these different tiers and now if the prices have changed, would they go back? And it's the other thing that I wonder about, you know, the guys that are setting the price, I'd love to know their, their thought process of how they, how they talk to the people that have used it, uh, what the conversations are like, what are the, what's the feedback like? And, 
you know, right. did they get something back that said, you know what, I think that they'd be willing to spend, you know, 250 more dollars. Well, I'll ask Russ. I mean, you know, we had a good run back there in the trees. Is it worth another $1,500 compared to where we were? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we know what it's like back there. It's uh, awesome. I, I don't know that you could really put a dollar, dollar value on that. If I had um, it, if I had it, I would sure, do if it. If you had it. Absolutely. Well, if I had it, I would people, do it. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people say, you know, Bonnaroo is their one vacation every year. And, you know, exactly. this is like Disneyland or a cruise or something. Yeah. You know, they yeah. specifically save up for it and they say any amount's worth it because that's what they want to do. And it also you know, depends on who you're with. You know, if if between the three of us, if you and Brad said, you know, 1500 is nothing. That's to right. Me. That's right. Where, that's where we're going. I'm committed, right? I mean, I'm mm-hmm. certainly not going to sit on the so, outside the fence and wait. So, I've got to I got to go to a uh, I got to go to a bachelor party in Miami in a couple of weeks and um we have a friend that's going to this bachelor party. You guys know who I'm talking about, so I'm not going to say it, but we have a friend and um I hear stories about when he goes for his birthday parties. He'll be like, "Ah, oh, guys, come on in. Come on in." Sit down. We're having, uh, let's get uh, three bottles of Dom. Uh, let's get the uh, tuna tartare. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and he'll just order like the most expensive things on the menu. And then, you know, once the bill comes, he's like, all right, happy birthday to me. And all of a sudden you're stuck yeah. with like a $1,200 bill. I'm like, what did I just <laughs> do here? Yeah, uh, exactly. And <laughs> I fear that this bachelor party is going to end up like this, right? That's sort of like exactly. the like, uh, Barry. I would like to do four day VIP. That's going to cost you $900. Um, so get a load of me and hang out yep. with me. It's going to cost you an extra 600 bucks. So enjoy. Yeah. And we'll see you at uh, Tame yeah. Impala later tonight. Oh yeah. That was, another, that was another one that I would have put on my, you know, if I had a best guest list, Tame Impala sounds like a, like a, a perfect um, band for this year. I uh, forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm looking at like the four day VIP ticket at $900, right? Uh, you get to hang out on the moved hill. You get to hang out on the hill. Um, the legendary hill. I hope to God at some point, Barry, you know, Taka wants to be on the big screen saying yes or no to a baby. Yeah. I want that hill named after me. God damn it. I want it to be the Brad Steiner Hill. At least I'll go ahead and name the part that didn't move after you. (laughs) At least here's the the Steiner. At least the sign that said the hill used to be here. The Brad Steiner Hill RIP. Um, Yeah. I want that hill. I want that hill named after me. You can do anything. Ken Weinstein, Danny Bonnaroo. I give me, give me that hill. Uh, you get the uh, we'll work on it. You get the witch stage on field viewing area. That's the space right in front of the stage, right? Because they took down the bleachers. Yeah, I'm yeah. right about that. Okay, so yeah. uh, you got an air conditioned VIP lounge, which is okay. Private bar for drink purchases. I love this complimentary water refill station. Boy. Thank you. Um, and then the express lane um, and then the uh, VIP Thursday night uh, party, which always comes with a band. So if I'm, t- <clears throat> I actually, you know, I don't remember what the VIP price was last year and the year before. I've, I've known plenty of people that go for VIP and they have no problem with it. And they like it a lot. Uh, exactly. But my 
question is, is that with VIP, what's the camping price on top of that? So it's $900 for my VIP ticket, but then where do I go to pay for my camping pass for VIP? Am I, did I miss something? Well, there is no VIP camping. That's, that's part of their uncoupling. So if you want to buy a VIP ticket and just slum it out in GA with everyone else, you can. Yeah. Or you can, you know, you can choose your tier based on. Sure. What sure. But, but, what you, what but when I, oh, there it is. Okay. I go to the camping session. There it comes in. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. So <laughs> primitive car camping in Moo Colony is $500. Uh, the dark room tent is twenty three hundred bucks. Um, boy, the RV prices. Oh boy! And then if you want nine thirty one, there you go. Tacos fifteen fifty five. Fifteen fifty four. Where it was last year is five hundred bucks. The folks that I know that do that, I know a couple of people from here who have RVs, and they're and because of age, whatever they've been for many many years, uh, they now have kids that want to go, and so they make the kids pay for their. Oh, that's RV funny. Camping. That's funny. <laughs> They're like, I'll drive, but you're paying for my kids. That's pretty good. So, yeah. Never heard a better argument to have kids. <laughs> finally one. We found one, Daco. We finally one. found one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say that the primitive car camping at 110 bucks, I don't I don't have a problem with that. I know it was what 50 last year or Yeah. I mean, it just doubled. Yeah, I mean, look, look. I went to a bar the other night with Evan Bonnaroo and uh we he loves that name. Oh, I know, yeah. So it's because he's like, I don't know how the hell I got. Well, that's because that. I can't remember his last name. <laughs> I know he's it's in Brad's phone. That's not what I got. Uh, so we're we're at this bar with Evan Bonnaroo, and we go to this bar because it's the only place I found in the entire borough of Brooklyn and city of New York that has Narragansett, a twenty four ounce Narragansett taco for four dollars. That's it. See, it's a, it's incredible. It's like it's basically free. You might as well just be Especially sticking my yeah. head under the, the tap and allowing me to drink from there. Yeah, water station. <clears> I, no kidding. A complimentary re- refill water, water station. So, but anyway, the point that I'm making is that everywhere I expect to walk in and spend $10 for a beer. Whereas, you know, three years ago, it was it was six, you know. And then three years mm-hmm. before that, it was, you know, we were still. Do you remember, Barry, there used to be a bar uh, and I don't know, Taco never left his house back then, but there used to be a bar in Chattanooga where we would do penny beer nights where you'd show up and just throw like 15 cents down and you get 15 beers for all your buddies. And it was all so that women could go in there and, and drink tequila sodas for $12. Sure. But, you know, you go through this the, the five years ago where it was five years. I don't have any price uh, problem with the price going from $50 to $110 based on everything that's going on in the economy in the last six years. It really is interesting. I'm looking at the wood frame safari tent package comes with a queen bed that would cost you forty five hundred dollars and uh you get a cooling i guess an ac unit you get sheets blankets and pillows for two bedside tables two chairs rug lamps combination i would rather overspend on camping than under than overspend on inside center access wouldn't you yeah yeah but I'm looking at it like, why would I leave this? This sounds like <laughs> give me a Walmart parking lot. I know. Well, it's because you travel with a $4,500 kit. If you rented out your, your bus right now, what do you think you could get it for? Oh, man. 
Oh yeah, that's a good uh, question. It's it's just an honestly have blue I, hair and he can get him for free. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I think the real point in all of this is that there are people who have the money and don't care to spend it. So you know, to us it looks crazy, but uh, there are people who have it, and for them, like you said, this is their once, not just once a year, but maybe for some people once in a lifetime kind yep. of thing. You know. Um, so All right, so this is what put it. a pin in this because I want to go to the um, I want to go to this wood. I want to go find somebody with a wood framed safari tent when we're there, and I just want to go talk to them and be like, "Hey, so what do you what do you do for a living? Why'd you choose this camping package? What was it about this? And what would you what did you couple it with? Uh, GA or multiple, you know, VIP passes, etc." And I, the more I think about it, I'm really interested in the whole who did you go with? Yeah, right. Because you know. You and your spouse, okay. Um, but yeah, like you said, if it try to get a group of people, that's a little tougher, I would think. It so, is sometimes. Uh I so maybe I, I mean, know. I would prefer to do the wood frame safari tent. I know this is gonna sound weird, but I'd prefer to not do it with a spouse because it's the same bank account. I would rather go with mm, Barry. Depends on who's well, <laughs> If I'm going with Barry's wife, uh, I know that <laughs> she can cook. Yeah, she can cook. The pimento cheese is going to be on point. <laughs> I, I, but I'd like to go with somebody who can split the cost with me a little bit because then yeah, no. $2,200 sounds you know, a little bit more manageable over four days. Yeah. You know, divide that up. And theoretically, you spend the other 360 days of the year with that person, too. So how special? I, yeah, It's a good question. I, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on whose spouse. <laughs> uh the uh other th- man always cuts right through it doesn't he? he always gets right to the <laughs> um so the uh other thing that happened uh while we were gone barry i got to see the my morning jacket it still moves show at the beacon theater in new york oh my god nice. barry nice. does does any band on the planet know how to build to a moment like my morning jacket not that I know. Oh of. God, it's so good. Not consistently, it's so good. Um, so they did the album, and then they came out and did a, a couple of other stuff, a couple other things afterwards, and, and you know they're doing this around the country. But you know, Jim is just he's he's feeling. I'll just put it this way: after our conversation with him, I kind of changed my perspective on how I look at Jim. Uh, and you can go back and listen to it if you want to. The Jim James interview is one of the great moments of. Our career really really he's good just interview. so good uh, we didn't have anything to do with it he was incredible but yeah 100%. the thing is like i see him differently you know as he's trying to rethink how his life is and how you know he's gonna stay alive um and you know he just he's playing it feels effortlessly with a clear head um, and it's just so precise. Everything sounds so good. I've told you this before. I never considered My Morning Jacket a, a very sessionable band for me. I can't really put them on and, and listen to it around the house. I know you can, but man, there's nothing like uh, uh, My Morning Jacket. Man, I saw him in a theater. In a theater, Barry. Yeah, I saw him here at the Tivoli. Yeah. They build a set, don't yeah. they? And, and, and you, you mentioned spouse. Uh, you know, my it's funny. I've told this story. Uh, they were here just after Christmas, so my daughter bought tickets for 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 me. And Kelly knows how much I love them, so she said, "Yeah, I'll go." And uh, sold out, beautiful Tivoli Theater, seventeen hundred people. First note, everyone stands up. Seventeen hundred and twenty four 
people stand up, but not 720. <laughs> and I turn and look at her and she just sat there. And the first song ends and she looked up at me and, and I know the, I know the theater manager. So he said, it's going to start at eight o'clock. It's going to end. I think he said at 1037, something like that, whatever. And she looked up at me and she said, and how long is it? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, we have two more hours and 30 minutes and we're staying here the entire day. And it went a lot like this. Well, that's what I was going to say. It did for the next 15 minutes, but eventually, because they build such a great uh-huh. set, she got she got into it. So, but yeah, I'll never forget that. That's my luck, my lovely wife. That is so How good. Long is How long last? is this going to be? I said all night and we're staying. So shut up. <laughs> Man, it, I've never felt yeah, like, it's a good set. I've never felt like I was uh, there on your wedding day until just now. <laughs> that's my yeah. life man yeah. it's like you know i paint a room and she walks in she said can you fix that did you see that spot up there uh, yeah yeah not looks great just there's the flaw uh, anyway. i uh got to there's some other shows that i got to see the other one was uh death cabin postal service um talk about mm-hmm. i just you know 19 20 year old brad kid has never been happier in his life um cried like a baby uh, I, I love that album. Like my favorite album of all time played in, in its entirety. And then, um, the postal service set, which I had never seen postal service before. They just say like, they've only done two, three tours. So like, I never once yeah. saw him and oh man, what a, what a set. And then, um, coming up in a couple of days, you had a nice, you had a nice interview with AJR the other day, right? Yeah. Those kids, man, I've known those kids since they were literally 16 years old. And, um, they're really kind of low-key brilliant, right? And uh, whether or not you like their stuff or not, to me, is that these these kids are just like exactly how I'd want to be if I was in a band with my brothers. Let's just bang around some stuff, put it on a computer, and see what the hell happens, and then people react to it. Uh, I even was even uh, got to go to the Amazon music space in Brooklyn, which overlooks the entire city of Manhattan and on the album release night. And these, like, they just have this fan base that knows every tiny little norsel of, is it norsel or morsel? I always get that wrong. wrong. It's morsel. I get that wrong. I know I get that word wrong. Do you know what other word I get wrong all the time? Is like for years I would be be like, man, I'm so thirsty. I'm perched. And a friend of mine goes, what are you, a fucking bird? (laughs) Yeah, you're sitting on a tree. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always get parched. And and now I've gotten so confused because uh, the wife will yell at me so many times about getting uh, Norsel wrong that I don't know which one it is anymore. I get so lost. The self-doubt. I know, it's yeah, the self-doubt creeps in, I have no idea, creeps in and I have no idea what's happening. Um, so anyway, uh, they know every tiny detail about this band and every little note and every little thing and they're questioning everything and, and you get this fan base where like, so on the front cover of your CD booklet, there is a drawing of a mouse at the bottom. Is that indicative of your second song in the third line of the chorus? And they're like, no, we just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody drew them out. <laughs> it is yeah. so weird that fan base. But anyway, yeah, they're uh, to see to see them grow. And and Barry, you remember they were in our radio station courtyard in front of I don't know six people, and none of them know who, knew who they were at sixteen years old. And then a couple years later, they come and play the running of the Chihuahuas. 
Yes. And to this yeah. day, they still remember me as Chihuahua guy. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. forever, guy. forever, me as Chihuahua. <laughs> Who doesn't? Forever, no, as a Chihuahua guy. And they, uh, they keep. I think that this is a bit, but every time they see me, they're like, "Hey, Brad, how are the Chihuahuas?" I'm like, "I don't have Chihuahuas." <laughs> <laughs> Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. So here at the What Podcast, we would really appreciate it if you spend a minute or two, no more than two minutes, writing a review, giving us a five-star little rating. That would be lovely, and it could mean, Barry Quarter, a prize from our Consequence family. Yeah, our good friends at Consequence and the folks over at Apple Podcast have come up with a pretty clever idea. All you have to do is follow some links on this podcast and review the show and then take a screenshot of your review and submit it to them and your name will be put in a drawing. They're going to be giving out winners in December. They'll be giving out winners so too? They will be picking winners. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, they they give out winners. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. <laughs> I would like to will I get a taco? Will I get a Lord Taco as my prize? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they said Oh, a my man. Come on. Oh, don't be that way. <laughs> Don't be that. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. This is a chance to help us out and uh, and win some merch. Yeah, win some consequent merch is easy as liking and subscribing to the What Podcast on your Apple Podcasts platform. Boom. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I, I fumbled that. No, it's fine. That's fine. Okay, that's exactly yeah, right. We nailed it. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Cool. Uh, I'll tell uh, Ham One. Everybody said hi. Yeah, tell Reed and yeah. Parker hello. Reed and Parker, yeah. Both of them. All right. Love those guys. See you guys. Right, Bye. Bye. Nice to you. Oh, what did you say? Uh, we went to the cabin, or I went to the cabin for Cape Fest. Oh my God, that's right. Hey, so the ca- the caverns, um, because that was where St. Paul and the Broken Bones played a couple years ago, right, Barry? Mm-hmm. They've been there. Yeah. Yeah. That venue looks insane. Yep.
this was indoor it was in and outside right russ didn't they use the amphitheater yes. as well they, yeah the, brad yeah, it's become the even better the outdoor yeah go ahead i'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you no it was great i'd never been to the caverns before uh first time going they've got a great camping area they've got you know of course they've got two venues two stages the uh that amphitheater sounds great. I was really surprised with how good it sounded. And it's almost like it's got this natural stadium seating because it's kind of in a bowl, you know, where the uh, the, the ground just kind of yeah. naturally goes down to where they uh, built the amphitheater. And that's so, the original yeah. part, right, Barry? That's the part that's been there forever. No, no, no. The cavern, the cave itself, it was the draw when during the pandemic, uh, you know, they couldn't gather inside. So they were looking for something and... Uh, they basically started weed eating and discovered that there were all these rocks in this outdoor space. And with a little work, they, they cleared the area and moved some rocks around and it's become, uh, and I don't want to overstate, but it's become sort of a, the red rocks of, uh, this part of the what town. What town is uh, it in officially? Gorgeous. Pelham. Oh, Pelham. Okay. Pelham. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Just the other, it's between, uh, uh, the mountain and, uh, Manchester. On the Nashville side, minutes, or on our side? On the Nashville okay. side, right, Russ? Just You just go yeah. just down and then go left a little ways? Or? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if, if you take back roads. <laughs> that is so the most turn left at like the do, grocery That there. is the most <laughs> southern Tennessee. The yeah, God, yeah. Barry Corner, dad, you know, growing up in yeah. Tennessee. Oh, you go straight and take the left somewhere. Yeah. Turn left at Old McDonald <laughs> yeah. Farm. You'll know where. <laughs> By the tree. Yeah, what do you expect in Pelham, By the tree that see? used to be there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Down by the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, down by the Piggly Wiggly. I always turn to the Piggly Wiggly, go yeah. to Grandma's. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always like when people say, you know where the Piggly Wiggly is? That's not the way you go. Go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> people from other parts of the country have no w- idea what a Piggly anyway, Wiggly is. Where the Piggly yeah. Wiggly used to be 10 years ago. It's a cool venue. It's really cool. Interesting. Really so cool. who who is there? And they have some great shows. Yeah. Uh, just a bunch of uh, bluegrass oh, okay. people. I I really didn't recognize any names. Um, didn't really go of for the course music. You didn't. I just wanted to uh, check uh-huh. out the venue and you know he wanted to take hang the out. bus. Uh-huh. Was, uh-huh. He just wanted to take yeah, the bus. Yeah, take the bus. Yeah, ran into uh, Brad and Jerry and them from Nashville. Nice. Hung out with them. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It was cool. And then um, me and Brian Stone saw the B-52s here in Chattanooga. Oh, my God. What were the B-52s doing? Where was that? Chattanooga Motor Car Fest. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So um, I uh, I think that, you know, I don't know what I'm saying this way, but, man, one of the great shows of my life. I love the B-52s so much. Like, you... You're never so going to tell me that the B-52 is not a fun show, ever. And I would kill, I kill if they would just do one more run in, like, sm- smaller club venues like they started in. Just one more. Give me one more Fred Schneider uh, run in a small club. Well, this this is it. I know. This is their farewell I know. Tour. And he's, yeah. I didn't, I don't remember why I didn't go, but uh, I Because saw it was him. after yeah, 6 o'clock in the evening, Barry. We know exactly why you didn't go. <laughs> That's a big part <laughs> yeah. of it. I saw. Oh, I know why. I thought it was Sunday night and it was Friday night, and my whole schedule was messed up. But I saw him in '82 or '83. Oh, come on! On the front row in the uh, alumni gym in Knoxville, and then the next night in the back row at the Fox in Atlanta. So I saw front row and then back row. 
man. They were awesome. Man. There's so much. I Great love show. the big yeah. 52s. And I did say, uh, see, rather, Jossie. You remember how much I bragged on God that was my show to this, see at Bonnaroo this guy, this He's year. obsessed with this Jossie. It was great. <laughs> that was the first. And it was funny. I was with uh, Dewar, our friend Mike Dewar, and my brother, my older brother, went. And we all commented it was the closest thing to a 70s rock and roll show that I've seen in years and years and years. Mm. If you get a chance to see this guy. It was great. It was so much fun. So, uh, not to interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, I've no, got no. I've got Ruham in town. Ham one is in town, and uh, he's we're making plans oh. for uh, Evan Bonnaroo and Ruham one. Uh, so, just like live on the thing. Hey, Ruham, we're talking about you. Ruham, Evan Bonnaroo, we're talking about you. There you go. All right, they're very excited about that. <laughs> um, so, I am so jealous of this of this B fifty two story. Uh, because there are just a few bands that are like bucket list things still on the uh, sitting out there. I, I saw a B-52s. I'm not going to lie that it wasn't, you know, the way I wanted to see them. But that's not the point. At least I saw them. It's B-52s in a club and then the Talking Heads. It's really all I got left. It's all I got left. And this Talking Heads thing is for real. It's going to happen. Yeah. And I can't wait, dude. I cannot wait. They're so good. Um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm really jealous. Oh, of go, the ahead, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Could just because you'll people who listen to the show will appreciate it. But uh, Russ, tell them what uh, our friend Brian Stone, his favorite song of the night was. You remember? Oh, uh, Red Lobster. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I can't wait to hear Red Lobster. <laughs> God, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh, yeah what and he was having a great time he was like oh this is great mm-hmm. i know they, they sound so good i can't wait to hear red lobster is is he okay <laughs> <Yeah>. no <laughs> did he he was being serious though right wasn't he oh yeah okay yeah okay yeah um oh and uh who um uh john oates was there right did you get to see john oates hauling oates not at the um, he was there. Yeah, he was there that weekend. He was there. Yeah, so it's a big deal. Anyway, but but the one thing, one by the way, the do you do you remember the connect? You remember See? the connection between Talking Heads and B fifty twos, Barry? Do you remember that? Uh, they hate than... David Byrne because because oh. of Mesopotamia. Uh, they recorded half an album together, and midway through, they're like, "This ain't working." And David Byrne was such a jerk to them, and and they were like, "Wait, this is not." And they fired him, or he fired. I don't know what the hell happened, but they hated him, and so they finished the rest of the album by themselves. Oh, okay. I, I if I knew that, I forgot. Yeah, there you go. That's interesting. Byrne is um, he's not a he's a, not a likable guy. Doesn't seem like it. No. <laughs> uh-uh. The other three talking heads. You know, I read somewhere that the their very first show. Uh, I think they were going to play. I don't know if it was CBGB's, but they had a show and uh, um, Tina and her husband, uh, now husband, went down to the venue the night before. And David was there changing the name on the poster to the David Byrne band. Oh, is that right? (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Just out of spite. Probably. How did they? How they survived that? I don't know. Yeah. But have you? Yeah. Have, are, is uh, stop making sense playing down there anywhere? I think it did uh, one weekend. Okay. 
I think maybe at the IMAX. Yeah, I think or is going to. Yeah, I mean we've got uh, I, what a great. I show, think I, right? so unbelievable. I, I mean, it, it, you don't need to hear these idiots talk about stuff makes sense, but um, my God, it, it like I am so upset that I missed this run in uh, in theaters. I I hope it's still playing in New York somewhere, but I was uh, I don't I don't know if it gets any better. It's it's my favorite musical yeah, thing that's great. ever been videoed and, and put onto moving pictures. I, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, in fact, I, I, that's what I want to dress up as for Mardi Gras. I want the big David Byrne suit. Big yeah. Suit. Nice. <laughs> uh, anything nice. else before we uh, move into Grammy noms? No. Okay, good. Um, so we've talked about Grammy nominations in the process before. Uh, I don't remember why, and I don't remember what it, how it came up, but we have two, at least two, maybe more. Uh, Bonnaroo... Vets, what podcast vets nominated this year? Who's the third? Three. So we got Warren Three. Treaty, which, by the way, what year was that that we we had Warren Treaty on the show? Was that 2017, 2018? That was 2018. Okay. It was our first. Yeah, it was first year. Yeah. And in was, 2023, yeah, they're nominated for Best New Artist. Yeah, I want to I want to go back to that. But, uh, yeah, Noah Kahn, right? And uh, Larkin Poe. What was Larkin Poe nominated yeah. for? Uh, that I don't oh, remember. very nice. Oh, were, Do you know I ran into so her at the Elvis Costello show? Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so, um, wow, that's that's really impressive. Good for them. I love those girls. Yeah, I like it. They're so sweet. So good. They're I think, great. I think. So what we're seeing is uh, come on the Watt podcast, get nominated for yes. a Grammy. That's exactly right. It's part of your career yeah. path. Jared is wondering why not him. Jared is aware as <laughs> mine any day now. How many Next more time. times do I got to come, come on this on show? To get a, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the thing that I wanted to, to clarify, uh, just in case uh, you didn't know how the, the Grammy voting process goes, is that as a Grammy voter, I can only vote in a certain amount of categories. So, I mean, there's only a couple hundred Grammy voters. So if in some of these smaller categories, let's say Barry and Taco got nominated for Best Jazz Instrumental. There's probably only 15, 20 Good people happen. voting in that category because oh, wow. you have to vote in your area in which you were uh, put on the, the, the panel, right? You have to vote in that area. So like for me, I'd have to vote in the rock category. But then your other votes are scattered amongst wherever you want to vote. If you don't want to vote for the big ones, you don't have to vote for the big ones. So I could, you know, very easily go into random category here and vote for insert person and maybe one of seven people voting for that for that uh, artist. And, and then all of a sudden they, you know, win by two votes. So when you start looking around, you know, you're, you're probably getting 90% uh, return on the big categories. So, you know, the, the voting's a little bit, you know, more substantial. But you could very easily see a Taylor Swift split a vote with this person, that person, all of a sudden Boy Genius wins Best Album or Record of the Year yeah. or Artist sure. of the Year, sure. um, which I wouldn't put it past them because that Boy Genius album is one of my favorite ones of the year. Larkin Poe is up for contemporary best contemporary blues. Uh, All right, album. so that's a perfect example. I'm glad you used that because how many people do you think are be- are voting for best contemporary blues out of a few hundred 
300, 400 people. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you you get like and to your and to your other point uh about Warren Treaty, which we adore. They're up for what best, best new artists. artists. Yeah, been around for a minute. <laughs> that that one's always <laughs> funny to me. Um, yeah. An album of the year when it came out last year. It's always funny how they can twist and turn, but but you know, I mean, we've always said these lists these lists are for fans. They're they're the whole idea is to get people talking. And and that's what they do. But, well, it's a sell. Uh, it's a sell albums. Correct. But I'll tell you, that's the other thing that happened to me while uh, on the break. Uh, did you see who I got to say hi to and spend some time with last night? No, no, no not last night. A few weeks ago. Oh, Abby, Miss okay. Abby, Miss Brittany Howard. Oh, that I thought you meant your you the picture you sent the other day of uh, you and Noah. I thought. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, me and Noah. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, you sent me that too. You and Brittany. And, uh, so Brittany, oh my God, that was the other thing. Oh, I'll tell you guys about that later. That's not important. Uh, but then, uh, so I saw Brittany invited some of us to the uh, studio to listen to her new album, which is phenomenal. Uh, you can, sh- it's, she's a shoe in for Bonnaroo. Just pencil it in, by the way, she's Brittany Howard. Um, but the new album is fantastic. And um, we got to talking a lot about the origins of uh, Alabama Shakes, you know, I even reminded her, and she forgot about this, that the first ever show as the Alabama Shakes was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Because before the day before that, it was just the Shakes. She told me the story on how they became the Alabama Shakes and um, how their manager was like, "This just we just need something that's a little bit more identifying. They're like, ah, I got a tattoo of Alabama, so just do that. Um, and she gave me a big hug. Um, it was a very, very fun conversation. It was, yeah. you know, just... Nice. Just, I don't know, Barry, you know how much I love her and you know how much I really, really care about um, the people that I like, the artists that I like. Mm-hmm. And when I, mm-hmm. I get very nervous about spending time with them because I don't want them to disappoint me. Um, but this is one of the. <laughs> Not the other way. The this way is way. one. No, 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 no. Very, no. It's always going to go bad. I promise. I was always going to. But I just, I've never, I, I just, time after time after time, I spend time with her and it's, she swells my heart and makes me feel so happy and full of joy no matter what is happening. This is just one of the most honest and, and forthright and beautiful souls that I've really ever interacted with. I, I just adore her on every level. And um, well, well, this time next year, we'll be talking about Brittany Howard winning another Grammy. That's I'm. That's a great lead in to why I'm so happy for these, these three artists in particular. I thought our phone interview with Noah Khan, who you knew and know, uh, our interview was the first time I had spoken to him and unbelievable interview he was so honest and forthcoming about his mental health issues and he's also and, become one of the biggest artists on the planet and he's become huge and mm-hmm. mark and poe i go back when they were the level sisters yeah. i'm pretty sure i did one of the first interviews with them when they were the there were three of them with the north sisters. georgia zone and i mean i warren treaty i mean if you listen to this show at all you know how i feel about Tanya it's one Michael. of your top five shows of all time Oh my God! It, I talked about it uh, two nights ago. I mean, that day, going from Davy to Warren Treaty to um, Mavis Staples to Nile Rogers, and crying 
three out of the four shows, and the only reason we didn't cry at Davey was because he was so happy. Yeah. It was such a and great it was, show. And we had just woken up, and it was hot as hell. It was hot yeah. as hell. It was noon. <laughs> but then we go to Warren Treaty, who, and I don't remember why we went. Do you? I mean, I knew we were in Treaty. No, I, I just like liked him. Really I liked the album, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he tells the story about his PTSD mm-hmm. and his friend committing suicide after being raped and and, and her going over and just, hugging him during that. And everybody just, and he said, everybody just turn to your neighbor and, and hug yeah. him. And, uh, and then we've, you know, I've become somewhat friendly with them. Whenever they come to town, we, we meet. And so, yeah, I care about them. It's not just. Talk about two genuine souls. Oh my God. They are the real deal, man. My favorite, the last time I talked to Michael, um, they had just played Mavis's birthday party in Los Angeles, I think, the night before. But we had, I had seen them. I don't remember if it was Riverbend or Nightfall or whatever. But I was like, Michael, it's just, it's so powerful when you drop down on a knee and you're singing to Tanya. And he said, if I was on my knee, that meant I did something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I gotta imagine. I gotta imagine guy, Barry yeah. Quarters on his knee in front of the the wife. Uh, he, <laughs> he he first off, he ain't getting back up easily. So uh, the, no, what it took him to get like, down? He's getting down. There's a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny though. They're just so genuine. Uh-huh. It's I, I'm so happy for them. All all three of those artists. Nominated. All right on uh, house cool. on housekeeping day. Do we have any other uh, corners to sweep? Do we have anything else to get to? No, we got the dates. We got some. I we're hoping to have, uh, like I said, the Corey and Brad from C C three on very soon. And I mean, here we are, almost middle November. So yeah, rumor season's gonna get nasty in the next month yeah. and a half. Get ready, starting to ramp yeah, we up. We got uh, Rucluse coming up soon. Rucluse, and we got some other news, some some other uh, things coming up that we want to get to. So. I'm very excited to be back. Yeah. I'm missing you. Well, guys. we keep saying we're back, and then you know, I want to. I no. want to take another month off. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Russ and I are back. <laughs> I never. Yeah, but Russ has been there the whole time. Back. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Honestly, if you if you could live stream this show, you would pop it on. We can. We have well, before. you pop it on. Russ is going to be yeah. there the entire time you hit hit play. Be it on. He's just going to be sitting there. Yeah, pretty much. All right, um, all right, guys. Well, I miss you all. And uh, if you uh, if you can spend a couple of minutes, uh, two minutes tops, doing a, a little like, a rating, a review, five stars, please. Um, if you've made it this far, I hope to God you're not giving anything less than five stars. But uh, give us a small little review. That would be very helpful on all of your devices. And until then, we'll uh, talk to you soon. Love you, bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.